Gentlemen, you realize what we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it, you've got! Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? Hello and welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, I'm Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And guys, uh, it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> or two. Like thousands of or minutes. Or 521,600. <laughs> this is our actually, this is our first time and like since before the pandemic actually sitting together in the same room. It's insanity. It is. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say that's part of the reason why it's been a while, at least for me, producing wise, because we, we tried one episode over Zoom and I hated the process of making it. And yeah. so we just kind of just stopped for a little while. So. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Dracula 3000. Yeah. 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 With, uh, with Audra. With Audra. I mean, shit. That's yeah. why oh, yeah. <laughs> You remember that? That was it's the been last. Like, oh, my God. Been like over two years. Content we ever did for this. Yeah. And did we release it? Yeah. It's yeah. Out. It got released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like the last thing that's Finally. been out. Yeah. <laughs> it was a beast. Yeah. That, that was. That was we were we finished recording that and the raw was like two and a half hours almost three hours i'm like oh god yeah. so here we are we're back in person again hooray hey all vaccinated feeling fine so good. you but got yeah. sexy up in here we're doing something special because it wasn't last last april fool because we were on hiatus but the one before that you remember remember we had an episode of the room 
that we did for you guys and that was you know that was fun but you know i had some people actually one of our previous guests clay even like messaged me shortly after that episode went live and said you're an asshole (laughs) (laughs) and so i I felt kind of bad about that so i was like all right for for our next april fools just because again it's not in our list it has to be a special occasion so for our next april fools we'll actually cover the room we'll actually do it we'll actually get our thoughts out there about that which is what you're all here for today right so we decided we're all going to get together and then cover uh, this movie today, uh, uh, Pinocchio, a true story from, uh, it, see, here's the thing. First of all, it says 2021 on all the credits. I swear, because I bought this movie around the time that it went on for release. Right. This was like a couple months ago. This was in 2022. I was like on Amazon. All right. It's almost out. It's almost out. It's almost out. And then it came out. And I was like, I'm not paying that for this movie. I'm not paying for that for this movie. <laughs> and then it dropped down to 9.99, And I was like, all right, okay. I can deal with that. Totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's well, that's 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 why we picked this. That's why I personally picked this movie, because you guys had never seen this movie before. And what maybe even happier was you got here. I was surprising you with the movie itself because it, it went viral. It went viral on like a TikTok at least. But you guys had never heard of it. And that made me even happier. Yeah, I had no clue. I'm, I'm on TikTok. And I'm so not, I missed I'm all not. the memes. I had no idea about this thing. And I'm actually kind of glad that I had no idea mm-hmm. what we were walking into today. Yes. <laughs> and and Zip, I would like you to ask your question again, which was the first question out of your mouth. Right. When we found out what we were watching, you said. It's something that's been eating at me lately because there are at least two major productions uh, forthcoming uh, that are adaptations of Pinocchio. But there, there have also been multiple. I, I mean, this, this is just getting behind why I asked the question. Is there have been so many different movies based on the story of Pinocchio since the original nineteen forty Disney animated film? What is the draw to this story? Why are there so many adaptations? I mean. One, I'm sure first and foremost, is that it's public domain. That has to be the, oh, the yeah, first sure. and, first reason. Because who right. even knows? There is an original book right, from that this 1800s. story came from. Who knows who wrote it? Was I it Grimm? I can't remember. No, it's oh, not. It was, it's, it's, no, it's, I had looked it's, it up. It's an Italian author. Yeah. Italian. yeah. Um, but this story has been retold and retold and retold. And I don't understand why. Because personally... I don't really care for the story of Pinocchio. I, I think compared it, to a lot of other ones that have been ad- adapted, it's not quite as interesting, but I think the core values are something that I could see being desired to go with. Right. Like the whole be a good boy and you'll have your, your heart's desire or whatever. The truth. Right. Well, but yeah. that is the story told by these adaptations. Sure. That's not the actual original story. The original story was called The Adventures of Pinocchio. It was a novel written by Carlo Collodi. And it was published in 1883. Okay, so probably, probably copyright so, free. Long time. Yeah. I mean, to piggyback up on what you were saying, Zip, I'm curious more so why we're seeing so many made now. You know? Right. I oh. just read something about the dark story of Pinocchio. Oh, yes. Yeah. The very dark story of Pinocchio. What you got? Go right in ahead. the original story, Pinocchio killed Jiminy Cricket. Uh huh. Got his feet burnt off hmm. and was hanged. And left for dead. I know about that. But yeah. Yeah. What? 
the shit. Disney took some liberties. Well, thank you. I guess he didn't wish upon that star hard enough. But here's oh. the thing. Is that the true story? <laughs> right, because this, this, this one was. <laughs> well, that, and that's also the thing. It's like, it's called a true story. So maybe you could argue that it's not the true story of Pinocchio, but just the a true story about some other asshole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With a talking horse, a talking cat, a talking fox. fox. If you take the, the, the broad strokes of, the, of this story, you don't have to necessarily make him a puppet. Like you can make, if you really look at it, like this does not have to be Pinocchio. His, True, yeah. Because it's the idea of like not feeling like he belongs and the way that he quote unquote transforms into a real boy at the end, which is very different from the other adaptations a lot of us are familiar with. Mm -hmm. That could be easily changed. You know, again, like right. if, you, if you look at it as it is, it's not inherent. And again, we'll talk more into that, that as it goes along with the plot, but. Well, I, I don't want to get too much of the movie. In regards to like the the, the story of, of Pinocchio, though, and and with your with your gripes with it, though, it's are there particular points that you feel like in like even some of the adaptations that you think work as far as storytelling goes? Zip as far as audience appeal, it, it's it's fine. It, it's just it's fine. You know, it's a perfectly serviceable fairy tale, but it, it, I, I just it doesn't hold any weight to me personally for some. Uh, no, for no specific reason hmm. you know i mean it still works i was telling you guys this earlier I, I you know i think the disney adaptation is definitely not my top five favorite disney movies i think it's i personally think it's one of the best animate 2d animated films like traditionally speaking right sure uh and again it's got some very uh, uh disturbing quote-unquote elements that are you'll see listed among like you know the most ter terrifying parts of my childhood like the donkey transformation right i was sure. honestly more scared of the whale personally as monstro, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah the monstro but i love the blue fairy yeah. So, yeah. and Jiminy Cricket, which was better than what we got in this movie. We and got a, well, and even the uh, yeah, Jiminy Cricket's fun. The uh, what was it? Is, we didn't even have oh, a Jiminy yeah, Cricket scene in this movie, did we? No, uh, there's no, was the there's closest, no Jiminy Cricket, I guess. But, um, but the 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 live action adaptation slash CGI fest with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. Yeah. The true JTT. The, the many adventures. Of, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, yeah. and Martin uh, Man Martin Landau as yeah. Geppetto. Yeah, and it had um, that was a scary one. It's it's weird because like the Stromboli really character, weird. They, yeah. they drink water at the Pleasure Island that turns them into the donkeys. It's not like being, you know, it's not misdeeds. And then like this Stromboli character gets knocked into the water, and that makes him turn into a whale. And I guess he turns into Monstro. Yeah, yeah. So like donkey is like first level tier of water drinking. Whale is like the next tier. It's so, it's so don't right. Drink water. No. From that particular film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. But it's it's still <laughs> That's you terrifying. Know, yeah. It really is. They made a sequel. Can you believe Did it? they really? Apparently so. Same cast? Uh with Martin Landau, yeah. Wow. All right. And uh Udo Kier, I believe, is in it as Did a, they have music? Were there musical numbers? I don't know. Oh. Well, that's I the thing. This movie turned out to be a musical. Yeah, it like, kinda did. It, I mean we had three musical numbers if you really count them. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one doesn't appear until halfway through the film. Exactly. It's no, it's it's very. It's and like, the last one is horrifying. Yeah, if you called him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you had you two had never seen this movie before, and to my delight, had never heard of it. So that was that was fun because. So, so yeah, if you haven't heard of this movie, because apparently that's not uncommon, uh, this movie was made uh, in Russia originally. Uh, it was brought over to, I think, England with an English cast that voiced it. It was just no names, really. And then they brought it to America where we had a three three rec sort of recognizable name actors uh, mm -hmm. headline this. 
And the the headlining the the, the three main in headlining order. It, well, let's go in ascending because the the right right. So we we start with Tom Kenny for third billing, as Geppetto. Who, if you don't know who that is, that's the voice. He's a very famous voice actor, but most of them right now for SpongeBob SquarePants for voicing that character. Yep. John Heater, uh, Blades of Glory fame, I guess. Yes. Yes. And then uh, lastly, you have playing our titular character, Polly Shore. This movie solidly ranks my top four favorite movies of his. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like we looked it up, he was like what, like in his fifties now? He's fifty-four. He's fifty-four. Yeah. He's fifty-four years old. Voicing uh, Pinocchio. little little Pinocchio, uh, and like I said, that's what made this go t- uh, viral on TikTok because that trailer went out, and then you have the the line. I'll go ahead and play it here. Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. That's that's the line that went viral everywhere. It just became a big thing on TikTok. And I saw it. I thought it was pretty funny. So I'm like, let's go ahead and buy this. Let's see how, like, let's just see if it's just the tip of the iceberg. That's the thing. I, I don't know if it's going to be like this when we actually release this episode because we're recording this quite ahead of time of this release. But I have seen almost no one talking about this movie on like any kind of social media that I'm connected to still or YouTube because I watch a lot of movie related stuff on YouTube. I see this covered almost nowhere. And it's just it's weird because of how big this I saw this blow up personally. So I don't know. So, yeah, that's why I bought it. And here we are. <laughs> that's why we're watching it for a special. Up- yeah, I was like, I saw it a little bit and I was like, I got to get Zip and Dean in on this. Yeah, so. there's been al- alcohol involved. There has know, been. Just so yes. you know. Yeah. Um, still. Yes. So yeah, so Zip, do you have the IMDb description for this movie? I sure do. Okay, let's see here. Um, Young Pinocchio runs away from his genius creator Geppetto, accompanied by the horse Tybalt? 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 They pronounce it differently every single time in the movie. To see the world and joins the traveling circus run by Hustler, uh, what do we say? Monjafioco. Motherfucker. Monjafucker. Which is uh, pretty much how they spelled it in this, even though that's not how you spell his name. Yeah, the, the, um, the name spellings on IMDb are different from the credits and the cast mm-hmm. for the uh, film itself. Uh, Pinocchio is the main attraction, and while he is selling out the shows around the country, the cat and the fox are robbing the houses of the spectators. And although Pinocchio is, for the police, the main suspect, he does not know the robberies, as he is in love with Bella and with the help of uh, Lucilda? Lucilda? Yes. He is spelled differently again. With a Y? He wants to become a living boy and win over the love of his life. That's about right. See, I wish I had read that before watching this movie because otherwise I had no idea about the robberies. Well, because I feel like that's completely yeah. glossed over until it's the the latter, the last maybe third of the movie. Yeah, because you, yeah. you don't find out about it until... The detective comes un, in. Until... The detective comes in. Well, says, the Pinocchio finds out right. about it. Yeah, when the detective explains it, because we think the detective is a bumbling idiot which he kind which of he is, is. Well, the way he introduced but then himself he, right but then we don't see there's nothing to introduce these robberies once we hit the circus hmm. so that's part of the challenge we don't see any of that happening hmm. so it's all told to us in exposition 
Yeah. Thank you for that. It, it just, it's almost like the movie just tries to, and again, we'll get into this and we'll get to the scenes themselves, but it's almost like the movie tries to make you infer that there are criminals because of the way they talk and act and randomly shoot guns indoors. It's, yeah, the movie, and again, this may be a translation thing to give them the best faith sort of thing, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't want to believe that too much was omitted from this movie because I think the quality of the animation also speaks on behalf of a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the storyline that could have been told, especially from the interactions you see with the characters yes. from the film itself, mm. the, the, the expressions. Because, again, that's the thing. This movie, obviously, you know, as dubbed movies go, they don't change the animation. They just hire the talent to emulate the vocal flaps as best they can, especially with a movie with this kind of budget. Which is, in, to be fair, to a lot of the voice actors in this movie, as bad as the performances are, that's a lot of the problem. It's mm-hmm. They got voice actors who either weren't up to the task of matching those flaps correctly, or just it wasn't able to be done, you know? So are we ready to jump in on this? Oh, God. Oh, let's do <laughs> sure. it. So we open on grind the, the opening credits, Grindstaff Entertainment Group, uh, which that's my first, uh, you know, from all the movies we've done on this podcast, that's, I'm starting to get like a bingo card for like what to expect with these movies. It's like when it starts with a... A production company that you've never heard of and probably will never ever see again that's usually the the first click yep then you get a uh, cinema fund russia and uh and this is a lionsgate release they distributed this so that's oh, the that's the nice. name of a it's it, again distribution not produ- production well i know but still it's it's very strange yeah lionsgate. it's like for the people who brought you saw four yeah seriously <laughs> so we open on this well i even here i get a pause we open on this this full moon, which is always constant. The moon's always full throughout the movie. They keep cutting to the shot of the moon. Right? And it's yes. always blue. You ever notice that? It's always yeah. blue and it's always full. Right. Which, is that just, is it the blue moon thing? Or do they just get, they were like, hey, it's pretty. Let's let's include this. I guess. I don't know. But we get, yeah, we get this moonlit seaside town uh, circus. And then we pan over to a horse drinking out of this barrel, drinking water out of it. And it looks up, looks at every direction, it looks left, it looks right, and it looks at the camera, and it literally starts with the, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Right. <laughs> this is our one of our supporting players, one of our main characters, actually, yeah. Tybalt the horse. Let's see. And he, and he just starts the story. He's like, hey, here's a story. You probably know about this guy named Pinocchio, and there's this weird thing with the, his nose grows when he lies. That's not the true story. You know, would you believe that? Have you ever seen someone's nose grow right in front of your eyes? And no but you're a talking horse right. right it's like i haven't seen a talking horse since 1988 yes. so <laughs> it, it, and it, this is voiced by john Hader. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and adina was a big fan of his voice performance uh, uh zip and i we thought it could have been better but you know it's it's fine adina mm-hmm. it's been two years since i've seen that look <laughs> <laughs> oh memory holy shit it was so bad well you said it best it's like some actors just shouldn't be voice actors it's correct yeah, yeah not all actors can be voice actors and nope. He is not one of those people who can be. He should not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say almost all of the actors in this movie should not have been. I mean, even Tom Kenny didn't really get to do what he does. No, he was. I mean, he basically was the only person playing it straight through the whole film. Right. Yeah. He was actually playing a character and trying to give it. That's, that's his know. craft. He's right. a voice. Like he's well, a, exactly. But yeah. it's, it was like, Yeah. The, but he's the only one he's the only one yeah, yeah. so but it, you know we that he just did his job yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and that, that's that's a whole other conversation but like I, that's what i appreciate when you actually get like name voice actors of, of a capacity for these kinds of projects for a leading role which you know mm-hmm. which again 
he's not going to be known by everybody for marketing purposes. That, that could be a detriment. But again, when you see John Heater, it's like he's not going to be doing some kind of crazy voice. Maybe the only actor in recent memory, like A-lister wise, let's say John Heater is that, but that I could think of whose voice I can't pick up when I see it would be like Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon or someone similar like that. Right. You yeah. just don't get that yeah. very often. And it's just, that's true. It's right. unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, most of the movie, a lot of his reads just sound like. It sounds forced and if as if he's acting towards what he perceives to be children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of just embodying this goofy horse. Right. It's the kind of he's voice playing he, at. It sounds like he's reading like a book to like his nephew. Yeah. Keyword nephew, not kid. Like he's not. But there's not there's not like even a discomfort. Doing it well. Right. Yeah. Right. Because he just feels like he's talking down rather yes. than. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and and while he's talking, by the way, in this opening, we get this quick cut away of to Geppetto like hammering Pinocchio's head into his body while crafting him. Right. And then it cuts back to the horse, like, all right, here's the real story. And then he just walks off. And then it cuts back to the same scene of Geppetto in the house with with the toy finishing it up. So Sponge Petto finishes the, the toy <laughs> and, and and he puts him at the table. And, and Pinocchio's pretty much done, the, the doll-wise. He sets him down. Uh, and it, at first I noticed, like, Pinocchio has ragdoll physics. Like, when he sets him down, like, he moves, like, like almost like he's organic rather than a wood. Well, that's organic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, right, right. he he flops a little bit, which again, this is bad uh, character, a bad asset as far as the the animation goes. But so he sits him down. He's talking about what to name him, and he says yeah. one name first. He says like Gispucci. I may be mispronouncing uh, it. Giuseppe, I think. Giuseppe. That's yeah. it. He rationalizes. He reasons like he's talking to someone else in the room. He's like, no, that wouldn't be a good name. I know a guy named Giuseppe, and he's a drunk with a big red nose. And it's like, who are you talking to us? You're not looking at us. Or who are you talking to? Yeah, he's looking out the window like he's looking straight at Giuseppe. Maybe yeah. he's talking to the puppet. No, the puppet's behind him. I know. <laughs> I'm just helping. <laughs> then he <laughs> says, how about Leonardo? And that was like, I think my first indicator for you guys that you were like, knew it when you started picking up what you were in store for this movie. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I went to Da Vinci, but he was talking about DiCaprio. Well, he got all three. Yeah, because he said like yeah. the artist. He said no, yeah. they'll think he's a, a selfish actor or an artist, or and you know what, I was offended or a turtle by who really enjoys eating pizza. I was offended. I was offended by the Leonardo DiCaprio comment. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that guy's a good dude. Is he? So really? Yeah, I've heard mixed. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think you've been groomed to think that. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> So we we cut back to Pinocchio at the table, which I, I it's a minor thing, but I wrote down it's a continuity error because when he sets him at the table, his arms are straight down, and then it cuts back to him and his arms are like crooked up at his sides oh, where you yes. can see his hands. Right. And then it cuts right. back to that later, and his arms are straight down again. And this is before. But his he comes legs to life. are straight up. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's long before he's been brought to life. So then Tybalt appears at the window. Tybalt, we remind you, is the horse uh, to criticize Geppetto for the name Pinocchio, I guess, because he goes, I don't name him yeah. Pinocchio, and it's like. All right, dude. Thanks. Uh, way to make you a likable character. Also, is this just Geppetto's horse, or does he just show up? Uh, how does that work? Because Geppetto also. Oh, go ahead, Adina. No, keep going. Uh, I was also saying, like again, a lot of John Heater's dialogue. This is going back to him a little bit, but a lot of his dialogue sounds like the way he performs. It sounds like the person. Like when you submit like an audition tape, and you have someone read him with you, he sounds like that person reading off camera to you. <laughs> 
That's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds and like. Especially during this part, because it just sounds like he was his first table read or something like that. And he just yeah. wasn't like into the project. You know, if he had played Tybalt like Napoleon, this movie would have been so much better. Maybe. Oh, yeah. seriously. If he had just used Napoleon's voice. That would have been Then genius. at least he already has that character. Right. He already knows what he's doing with it. And it just, it, it adds oh, a little bit of fun to the whole that. proceeding. And that's what frustrates me about the sword whole... Sword gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what frustrates me about him, the character. And so, oh, probably my least favorite character. The, the horse is probably my least favorite character in the movie. But it starts off because I hate John Heater's voice. But it ends up right. becoming just because I... I think the horse is the most inconsistent character in the movie. It is. Oh, absolutely. Without question, because it's supposed to be conscience. Mm-hmm. Technically, I yeah, think right. he's our Jiminy Cricket. He's Jiminy Cricket. But he's, he, I mean, it's as if he's learning shit, too. And it's like, what but, are you? But then he's but, also a coward all of a sudden. That right. comes out of nowhere. His character changes like the wind just to suit whatever scene they're in and, right. and he reminds me of like a dumbed down donkey from shrek yes yeah that's true right so yeah the, the horse tybalt and i think part of it too but, is that nobody knew how to pronounce his goddamn name yeah so tybalt didn't even know who he was right well there are like 70 different accents oh my in the movie god as this well. movie yeah. yeah ultimately this this is why it's such a hindrance to the film is because without a doubt tybalt has the most lines of dialogue oh, in the entirety yes. of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Even though Polly Shore gets top billing because he's playing Pinocchio. Which I wish he'd had more lines. He honestly only has like 30 lines yeah. this entire yeah, film. It's not much. Yeah. The horse has way more lines. The horse lines. is constantly talking. And that's another thing. If he had used Napoleon's voice, the the lines would have gone three times as fast as they do That's because he's trying to he slowed down his voice and is talking like yeah. the, like he thinks a horse would talk i guess it takes forever now, for him to get his dialogue every out. scene that he's in he always has like a couple sentences where he says like you know consecutively and every single time i'm like i, I know what this looks short on paper on like script format but in the film it just feels like it's like i feel like i've been listening to you talk for minutes yeah. yeah, and that's that's not that's not good. It's not good. It's like, it, are we just padding for time? I mean, right. the movie's only an hour and twenty minutes as it is. Right, and most of what he says doesn't really lead up to anything important. It just no, kind of reiterates. It never does. Yeah, it never does. He's either reiterating what someone else has said, or he's questioning, just to have some kind of contrast or or contrary opinion to whoever is speaking at the time that's and, all his, his only purpose and part of, and then the major function of at least with the disney version and several other versions of pinocchio with the jiminy cricket character is his job in terms of the writing he's our narrator he's our greek chorus he guides us through the story it's about pinocchio which i'm not mad that the movie itself isn't pinocchio doesn't have the dom, dominating dialogue because again you'll see that in a lot of previous iterations of the story that he's not the main character in regards to the, the amount of dialogue there is. right uh, but again, with with him being that kind of that kind of stand-in for the the Jiminy Cricket character, for him to not actually beyond the opening scene where he says, "Hey, here's a story," mm-hmm. you don't see that again from him. Well, that exactly, gets, that gets really frustrating with this yeah. character because mm-hmm. you're you're watching him talk and listening to him talk, and you're saying to yourself, "I feel like you're leading towards something important," but it never gets to that. Geppetto also establishes in the scene that apparently. Tybalt is one of the only, if not the only, talking horses ever. Right. Right. So keep that yes. in, keep that in mind, because, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Lucilda shows up. She's a customer of Geppetto's. Maybe his only customer. The only one we see in the movie. Yeah, she shows up uh, she, in this horse-drawn carriage, and it's a girl horse because you can see it has eyeliner on. It's true. And mascara, yeah. uh, which they do nothing without with Tibble. I thought that was what they were leading up to, but no. Uh, so she shows up and she says, "Hey, can I? Did you get my magic wand fixed?" And he says, "Yeah, here it is." She's like, "All right, what do I owe you?" And he says, "Nothing. It was I was happy to help." And she says, "All right, thanks." Uh, can we talk about her voice? Oh my god! So where, if you had to pick one place, where would you say she's from? I mean, like, should we do like a one, okay. two, three, go thing? Like, will we all just name the country? Sure. All right, ready? <laughs> we got your picks. Uh, sure. All right. One, two, three. Russia. Australia. <laughs> so that, she's listed as Russian. Yes. But you also hear that yeah, like There's, it comes it, out a couple times. But in her last speech, she sounds Australian. Yes. Sometimes she sounds South African. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she sounds like she's from New S Zealand. Or RP British. Or something. Some vaguely yeah. eastern european yeah i mean it is and that is true of many of the actors and also bella yeah so it's she, and she and the thing is is that we need to stress folks we detected that many potential accents from her she maybe has eight lines of dialogue the entire movie yeah. this being lucilda which that's that's a lot that's a lot of accent change in like a little bit of time but yeah, she so she rides off with her talking. Well, I almost called it a parrot, but I didn't want to upset. It's not anybody. a parrot. He said it's, he's a parrot. It's a parakeet. It's it's not a parakeet. It's not. Oh no, no, it's no. Parakeet. It's either a cockatoo. It's a cockatoo. It's oh, a cockatoo. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So it's clearly not a parrot. But they call it's it a cockatoo. Parrot. I know. And he yes. <laughs> he calls himself. He a calls parrot. himself a parrot. <laughs> he is not a parrot, you guys. He's a cockatoo. And, and he's voiced by the audio engineer. <laughs> <laughs> he was almost my hobo in a barn. <laughs> That, that that was great because we like, we, sh we should stress we've watched this movie together live together for the first time yep and then we we're now just talking about it right after kind of like what we did with uh what was it um Gili. Gili, yeah and, and yeah like i have never seen adina turn on like a hobo in a barn like this before ever it was wonderful like because yeah, because she mentioned it so like i'm still trying to figure out who my hobo in a barn is right i think maybe it's maybe the, the cockatoo, cockatoo. But then, and then I, literally five, five seconds, seconds later, later we have the cockatoo's big scene in the film and she's immediately no <laughs> because my criteria you remember oh. they that person or people have to always speak truth yeah and he called himself a parrot. And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> Lies. You've betrayed Lies. me. And you betrayed Lies. yourself. That's right. <laughs> if you can't be true to yourself, cockatoo, fuck off. So so she's riding off in her carriage with a cockatoo. And she, she somehow knows about Pinocchio, that he exists, apparently. Because she says, I'm going to do something special for Geppetto to thank him anyways. Yep. It's going to be interesting. So she flicks her magic wand or whatever. And it just, it, you know, you know what happens. It brings Pinocchio to life. How does she know that's what Geppetto will want? Because in the original, at least the original Disney movie, he communicates, to, Geppetto communicates to the star that he wants a, a, a son. son. Mm -hmm. And that's what prompts that. Right. She's assuming, she's just decided, oh, I'm going to make Pinocchio live. Right. So... Like, I don't not want, at all I don't creepy. Want, I have two, right? oh, no, of course not. <laughs> I have two uh, Dragon Ball Z statues right next to me. Like, I don't want some asshole to just show up and bring those to life. I've seen small soldiers. I know what right. happens. <laughs> it's seriously. Plus, 
Those mm. look like they could hurt you. Yeah, probably. So, it's, yeah, that's true. Like, what if Pinocchio was like an asshole? Well, he kind of was. I mean, like, speak deliberately. Right. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting question. That, you know, but it's also then, then what it does is it asks the audience to know the story of Pinocchio. Yeah, it, it, re- demand, it yes. relies on meta-knowledge. Yeah. Right? So, if you don't know the story of Pinocchio... And, so, and she keeps stressing, like, it's going to make it interesting. It's going to be an interesting story. It tilts up to the moon, to the shot of the moon that has the title. It says Pinocchio. Which you can barely see. I was really hoping it would say Pinocchio, an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> an interesting story. That's, yeah. That would have been perfect. Uh, but no, instead, she, you know, Pinocchio has now been cursed to life. Um, Geppetto walks in, by the way. He's like, oh, I don't hear the buzzing in my ears anymore. I'm like, are you saying that Geppetto has tinnitus? Because he mentions that. He's like, I don't hear that yeah, weird. Yeah, that ringing in my ears. Yeah. That's right. Then Pinocchio, his eyes open, and we hear this weird popping sound whenever he blinks, which you never hear again. It's almost like they used Ed sound effects. Why, why, why include that? He's made out of wood. Why would it sound like that? Yeah. And then we get uh, Pauly Shore's acting talent coming to life as he screams, I'm alive. I'm a boy and I'm alive. So let's talk about Polly Shore's uh, performance because we need to we need to talk about that. How would well, um, so dear listener, uh, if you've ever if if you've ever heard Polly Shore, there you go. I've just summed up the entire movie for you. <laughs> I, have, I, I have heard people, including himself, like refer to the meta of this being celebrated his performance as like a yassified Pinocchio. Okay, so, that makes sense. So that's what, if, you know, whatever your mind's eye concocts with that description, that's probably accurate to what his performance well, is like. Well, and I, I said earlier that it sounds as if he's trying to channel a 20-year-old girl. Yeah. It's uh, it's just so jarring. And it, he's in a completely different movie. Yeah. I'm not sure what kind of, what, what movie we were in. Um, because we're supposed to be in Italy... People are being called Signor and Signora. There is one person who does the Italian accent at all kind of, and oh, really well. Who says an entire phrase of Italian. And it's beautiful. And then it goes away again. So, and then they go right back into an American accent. Yeah, it's accent. very confusing. So many accents. We don't get a sense of place. And, and of course, the, the majority of references to Italian are mostly the stereotypical right. Mamma Mia yeah. or... You know, it's, I mean, I, I can't believe no one said that's a spice to meet the ball. Yeah. Right. Leave you the know, gun. I mean, that's the level of reference to right. Italian. I'm air quoting so hard that this movie. And presents. the set pieces are gorgeous. I mean, it's really pretty. Yeah. The Lucilda's house, the, the circus. I mean, all those wagons, they're really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the only way we kind of understand where it is. Yeah. Yeah. But his wow, it, and plus he's fifty four years old. And look, I look, I fine. I mean, I'm in my fifties too, but he didn't even try to make himself sound younger. Right. It's yeah. it was his voice, and he sounds like an adult. What? Just get a kid. Oh yeah. Well, that's I it. mean, well, I mean, that's the majority. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Any anime or uh, or animated series for that matter i mean any animation whatsoever if you have like an 11 year old boy it's voiced by a, a woman right it's like and they got tom kenny why couldn't they get like tara strong exactly like some anybody laura bailey i mean there's plenty of people out there yeah, yeah. so and, and so that to me says stunt casting oh yeah and so, but why? But in fairness, I bought the movie because of him. So I know I mean, you did. It, it did work. So yeah, it worked on you. God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> and honestly, I thought 
he had retired from doing right. movies or anything a yeah. long time ago. So why why come out why now? This? With his performance in general, if I had to say anything, either he wasn't given any direction or he refused to take it. Uh, that's my theory behind it because even and that that's not even just like the way he delivers things. All the other actors, even in John Heater and other ones we've had issue with, mm-hmm. they I can still see them trying to keep up with the lip flaps a little bit. With him, he reads his lines like he's he just rolls right right through it. There's several lines where he's the character model isn't even opening its mouth to speak and he's oh, still yeah. talking no, and making he's, noises. He's and just making noises and yipping and hollering and everything, and the mouth never. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they hired Pauly Shore to be Pauly Shore almost, and again, either the director didn't have the the guts to say like, no, let's do this again, but this way, or Polly Shore just said, eh. he definitely stands the, out for the rest of the cast. There, as far as yeah. the there were not multiple takes. No, no, from anybody. <laughs> so, so we cut to the next day or sometime later. I don't know because it's not clear, but he's riding Tybalt around this uh, this fenced in area, and I hope you like this animation, folks. The animators either loved it or they didn't want to make more. Yeah. So. More yeah, because he, he rides the horse around the uh, the fence in the circle, the circular area. He does like a flip, a backflip that's a slow motion backflip over like a thing over a tree branch, hangs, swings from like another tree branch, hangs from the side of the horse. And yeah, the movie basically replicates this just with a reskin of this tech. Re- without failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like four to other times in the movie, maybe even five. Right. So now he's an acrobat. So, again, we can only presume, I guess, by this, that he's been alive for some time or he's just a natural. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. It's impossible to tell. Oh, he also mentions to Pinocchio, because he comes back in and Geppetto's like, you got to be careful out there. And he says, oh, no, no, father, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm made of I'm made of high quality materials. I can't be damaged. So that basically tells us the yeah, entire. That's, that's apparently Geppetto told him that at some point he was made from high quality material. That's. Words was, we never I thought heard. It was made from wood, and That's so right, which is why yes. the, for the entirety of the movie. So I guess like teak or some nice shit. I mean, uh, my, my, I think because it basically tells us like because you know, he gets shot in this movie a couple times, I think. And so this basically tells us that he can't. There's no stakes with the character being essentially injured. Uh, the, the worst right. thing he faces is possibly going to jail. But even like fire can't hurt him as we find Apparently, out later on. Apparently, yeah. So it's like either he's made out of adamantium or he's a little juice. But I'm not sure what. But either way. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jack! I'm, I might need to cut that. Oh shit! Pick another analogy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn. Uh, <laughs> but e- either way, like, I, fuck it, leave it in. I, I think that's care. the first line I think I've crossed <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> Damn. Uh, All the while, though, we get John Heater just again to complain about him. He's he keeps making these whinny sounds. You don't even have like a horse whinny so- stock sound. Which I want like a behind the scenes video of just John Heater for like an hour in the booth just going. Because <laughs> that was a better horse sound just now than he ever made through the whole Thanks. movie. Thanks. Because he does it throughout the movie, uh, yeah. and it's it's, yeah. it's 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 bad. <laughs> it's not great. So then we have our another another character introduced, uh, Detective Brioni. Again, another one of uh, Adina's favorite characters. He shows up at the door. <laughs> I gotta say, this voice actor. It's not great, no. but to their credit, he the way this character is designed, he looks like th- what this voice would come out of. Yes, they are matched yeah. quite well. And he yeah. seemed to be pretty good at matching his lines up with the animation for the most part. But I just, most of these characters were so 
poorly drawn and developed and he has these two henchmen not henchmen hey, two well, other officers you can call him that i mean the one they look like uh cody smith. Yeah. they yeah. look like cody smith mcphee from uh you're the dog yeah yeah <laughs> one with a mustache one without and yeah i just and he comes off as this bumbling pink panther ish yeah i was right? about to say he comes across as a clouseau right but He's nowhere near, nowhere as, near interesting as interesting or entertaining. Or, well, you, right, you don't know yeah. what his motivation is for th- for three quarters of the movie. We didn't know, well, even know what right? he was looking yeah. for. Yeah, so yeah. he comes to Geppetto's house and is like, is there suspicious activity? And Geppetto's like, the only suspicious person I've seen is you. And and the joke goes over his head and he gets mad and it's like, well, I want to look through your house. I want to look at your stuff. I want to... Yeah, and then he's he, like, so you don't find it suspicious that there's, there's no, no suspicious, suspicious activity? activity? then there's something suspicious happening. But because he's looking for something suspicious, I guess that means that Tybalt and Pinocchio are in danger. Granted, like, I guess Pinocchio, like a talking wooden boy, is kind of suspect, but we live in a world where, like, talking animals are established, which, again, bothers me about the whole you may be the only talking horse out there. Right, yeah. because there's a talking fox and a talking cat. So why is, why is, that why is a talking horse... Right, about. exactly. Why is the horse hiding in the barn? Like, why does he well, need to yeah. hide? So it's we don't know why the detective is looking for something, and it turns out he actually is quite a good detective, but we don't find out until two-thirds through the movie but he has no leads like there's no he's, he's like working off of nothing other than like again we don't know that right. there are crimes happening that's the biggest problem there's exactly. no establishing yeah. right. that robberies are being committed yeah yes we just find that out in the 11th hour of the film uh so he's about to investigate further when all of a sudden we just hear gunshots so his he and his crew just like run off to find that so yeah they hear gunshots the cops leave and i guess every nearby townsperson tells everyone on the next door app and then pinocchio <laughs> he 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 goes up to Geppetto and says he just wants to leave to be on his own. He want, he's got the whole world to see. That's the that's the famous line. So he, he says that, and then we cut to the circus, which we meet uh, our three villains, I guess, if you can call them that. We have Cat, we have Fox, and we have... I called him Danny DeVito for a while until I actually learned what his sure. name is. Sure. Manja Fuoco. It's, it's not even just because of the he way is, he looks. Yeah. He does. But he, he's, Danny DeVito has played two ringleaders in his career that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. So that's... So it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, so why doesn't Cat have a name? Yeah. Why doesn't Fox have a name? And why does Cat have a gun fetish? Right. Because he's just shooting bullet holes. Like, yeah. He yeah. shoots like nine holes in the ceiling. Everything. Yeah. Manja Foco, whatever his name is, he's like, enough with the shooting. I'm like, why were you shooting to begin with? And why did you let him shoot that nine many times? times? Exactly. In your wagon. In your right. wagon through the roof. Right. Who's paying for that? Yeah. They're trying to find something that's going to get the audience's attention, which again, we find out what the reason is later. But you're introducing these characters like they're supposed to be reviled or looked down upon. And again, aside from the guy just opening fire inside a building, you don't really know why this is sinister at all what's what's right. wrong with the situation they're just like we need to find an axe now i guess it establishes that the cat and the fox are just kind of dumb because one of them says why don't we go into the audience and grab their feet and i'm thinking like that's that's a really weird sentence yeah, that was really weird and, and the other one's like why don't we pretend to hold why don't we hold a gun up to them and then you run in front and catch it with your teeth a bullet and it's a fake bullet but you know again it just seems like you're just trying to find an act it's not really indicative of any malintent he shoots another round and the bullet hits a pine cone which hits the horse the of a horse-drawn carriage not the tibble horse a regular horse 
and that horse goes crazy and starts pulling the carriage with it and inside we find there's a girl inside who we meet later but we got to get our first laugh out of the way the only laugh i think at least zip and i oh yeah that's the, true the genuine yeah. laugh of the movie yeah and or, so, so when the the when the when the horse loses <laughs> it and starts running around it runs around the entirety of the the camp that the circus has set up and it keeps bumping into the other carts and nobody knows how to stop the horse and so it's gotten everybody's attention and then it takes off and leaves the campsite and everyone goes off after it and then uh <laughs> in the rear is the clown like way after everyone else has ran off after it, who yeah. is on a unicycle now he's been practicing his routine while all of this has been going on so as everybody else runs off after the cart you then see as they're heading off into the distance you see the clown come into frame slowly wheeling his way on the unicycle and then he gets just a few feet and then he just falls flat on his face and that's what did it for us that made us laugh. it was funny because yeah. i wasn't expecting it yeah yeah so good good going movie uh and then manjo Foco, he's chasing after this this uh, carriage and he says to the girl in the back like don't jump you'll break your leg I'm like well if she doesn't then the well okay cut this part out he was about to make another Your butt shoot. that'll be so dated in a year from now anyways so yeah so this this is i just for a while before i actually learned her name i just wrote down like generic female character because again she doesn't really have a character it's just like again well, like love interest yeah and she has blue hair her name is bella which why does she have blue hair we don't know and there we throughout the movie it's her hair is animated and sometimes it is not yes yeah. well it's it's animated just in very different yeah, ways and shapes. called it pancake hair to start oh no that was jack, jack <laughs> called oh, it pancake pancake Dur- during her act she's like flipping around and it's like flapping around like a like a little right. flapjack yeah there is there is a moment where the expressions on her face are really quite lovely and uh indicative of her actual feelings so mm. there was every once in a while there was some animation that was actually quite good but there and are like, that may have been one of the only times in the movie where her hair was actually right. animated different like each strand was acting on its own yeah, yeah. It, flowed. It, it made yeah. me think of the whole deal when monsters inc came out with sully mm-hmm. the way all and of all his hairs fur. are individually animated that's yeah. right so it, her hair had that quality to it and it looked quite nice it did it was lovely yeah. and i really liked bella again here's another voice actor whose accent we couldn't fucking place jesus christ no. and mm-hmm. her singing voice did not match what i imagined it was going to be mm-hmm. no. it was much lower and richer than i imagined so it sounded like a much older person mm-hmm. are, are we free to assume that it's they're different voice actors i don't know and that's the thing yeah, like we i couldn't could, find it i couldn't we, we couldn't, couldn't find it and i couldn't yeah. tell but the first song she sings is is actually quite lovely but so she becomes our love interest yep. and Pinocchio comes in and saves the day. Right. Pinocchio and Tybalt, they stop the carriage from going off the cliff. Um, they, they find out that she's the daughter of She's the daughter Maja of Cuoco. We find that. Right, now, just, she's, right yeah. now. As as far as we, we know, know and as far as she knows. Maja Cuoco is her father. Yes. So, yeah. So, why does Pinocchio have to leave? Because uh, he promises dad that he that's would, right, that he so would come he back, would yeah. come back. So yeah. so he saves Bella, and then they go back to 
Geppetto. Oh yeah, first first Mangiafoco he offers him a job. Offers that's right, offers him a yeah. job. That's like, right. You're made of wood and you're beautiful. Come yeah. work for me. And so Pinocchio's like Can can we talk about the that by here. the way? Yeah. So they keep telling they like notice right away, relatively speaking, that Pinocchio is made of wood. Yeah. Okay, but based on this animation, he looks like everybody else. So you can't you really, can't really tell, tell that he's actually that made he's of made wood. of wood. Right. So that is a serious ass flaw. He's, he's always wearing long sleeve shirts and full length pants, yes. so it's not like you and can hat, see the joints. A, a right, um, right, exactly. He's always, yeah, he's got the hat on. Um, the only place where you you actually would be able to tell is where his head connects to his neck, which is part of his body. But even with the animation, you can't tell that there's any space yeah, there. Like a it jawline. just looks like that's almost. The that, head is still connected to the neck like wonder, a regular head would be. I so. wonder if that was a problem with rendering. Maybe. maybe. Well, because well, I pointed this out a couple times, like in in our watch, like there's a couple close-ups where you can see like a little bit of, like wood line on his face, but it's so faint. There's a, yeah, it's it, only when it's like almost extreme close-up. Yeah. When you can sort of see a wood grain, right? Ish pattern in his skin. Which again doesn't seem like it'd be a very tough texture to get. But just not an a regular but... shot, you can't Why tell it at all. Why would they want to make him look as much as a puppet as possible? Mm, I, I don't know. Because they put so much work into the cat and the fox. Yeah. yeah. And Manja Fuoco. I mean, there's so much stuff going on there. Why Why not just or just not, why not even just make him a darker shade? Yeah. Right. Because his skin tone was very similar to Bella's. Yeah. So That's why true. not? He's very pale. He's, right? he's definitely a white wood. Yeah. <laughs> Which also speaks to the fact that there are no people of color in this movie. And you could maybe make the argument that there are Italians, there's a fox, there's a cat, and the horse. But I'm telling you right now, there are no people of color in this movie. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. It's 2021, assholes. He's made in Russia. What do you expect? Uh, it's <laughs> true. Because as far as they know, there are no cats in America. So. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all the week. Enjoy the buffet. So we get to one of my favorite scenes where Pinocchio goes back to Geppetto and like says like, "Hey, I want to do this," and you know, Tibble can be my agent because Tibble gets tempted with that by uh, Mangiapolco. Uh, but yeah, he goes to Geppetto. He's like, "Daddy, please, I want to do this," and like he's like, "Okay, fine, Pinocchio, you can." And he goes, "Thank you, Daddy. I knew you would be. I knew you wouldn't say no." And then he just runs off, and I guess I, I refuse he, to believe he, this is in the he original. He skips off. Yes, towards the horse. And says, "Thank you, Daddy. I knew you wouldn't say no." Let's go, Tibbot. Great adventures await. So. Uh, that we cut back to the detective, which thank God we get to follow this story more. Uh, he's looking for the carriage because he's found, he found the tracks, which again doesn't really. T- it's like okay, cool, someone wrote a carriage through here. Great job, dude. Why are they here? So we get to the circus performance. Everyone's booing it at the start of the show. It's like, well, then why did you buy a ticket to begin with? It's like yeah, this it, circus th- has there's... been here before. Right. Yes. And and there's there's some sort of passing reference made by one of the audience members. Because the cat and the fox come out to do their routine. Right. And it's this is why they were trying to come up with this is you have to put two and two together. Right. 
this is why they were trying to figure out a new act because they're doing the same thing they've always done right and the audience member yells is like i've seen you do this before or something along those lines so they start booing because there's like this is the same thing we did last time right uh so yeah and and you know the cat and the fox they they screw up they you know it's just it's everyone's like oh that's lame we've seen i want my money back yeah basically that and you're some of the worst audience voices out there too like jesus christ accents all over the board yeah, this was the sound engineer, the editor, and do a British accent, do something, try something, go. The, the craft services person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then Pinocchio gets sent out to do his act, and we get horse riding animation number two, where it's the same thing, but he's wearing a gold um, costume this time. Mm-hmm. Same animation, same shots, uh, same camera angles. Where'd the costume come from? I, I guess I, we can presume that they gave him that, but it, I mean, again. The saying, only reason he's wearing that is because they want to justify, like, hey, this is the same animation that we saw earlier, even though sure, it clearly it is. is. It's it clearly is. the same. Then backstage, uh, Mangiafuoco, he invites Pinocchio to the troop to, like, actually be a mainstay. Pinocchio then asks Tybalt to adopt him as his fa- as his son while they're on the road together, which I don't, I don't know if that's a cultural thing, if it's a bad translation thing. They have this. They keep bringing it up, like how he's his surrogate father now. But why? why? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's why? like I, we're going to be on the road now, bugs? so I'm not going to be with my actual father. So I need you to, need be, you my to be my father. But right. you could just be my friend. And, and it, it just, yeah. which I guess if you can extrapolate anything from that, it's just that the horse wants to feel like he's something important because every time he actually agrees to do something, it's because someone says, "Hey, you can be this role." Because he says the agent thing, he says that role. It's, yes, oh, else. you must be the talent agent then. And yes, then I the am. horse is like, oh, in that case, it's not such a bad idea. Let's go on the road. Mm-hmm. So then we we mentioned this earlier, but we get to Bella's performance, uh, which yeah, it's a, it's now it's a musical because we have a full musical it's number where she's like swinging and flipping around, um, you know, doing her aerial hoop stuff. I don't know what they call that. Right. But Zip said it best. He said the same thing I wrote down to it. It it sounds like a Pasek and Paul like B side from The Greatest Showman. It really did like yeah. yeah, It wasn't a bad song. A couple of measures into the song, I was like, this sort of sounds like the song Zendaya sang. Yeah, and and it's a really pretty song. And what's what's unfortunate about it is we can't tell if she's singing it to herself. Or, she, or, or people she's actually can hear seeing her. this in the audience because she's to talking her. about her performance and that she flies for the audience and she. But the feels way she's free. flying through the air sort of feels like it's a dream sequence right. kind of thing. Right. So it's it's a confusing number. Yeah. And I think I think either in either situ- situation it's kind of problematic outside of the vacuum of the song itself because either if she's singing it for the for the circus it feels very totally inappropriate to perform. Correct. Uh, uh, right. And and if it is indicative of her as, as like an inner monologue sort of thing, I don't feel like we get enough about her character to extrapolate that that's like what her perspective is. You get a little bit later on, but I don't think there's enough there to do it. No, no, no not no. at all. I think they think it's setting up this fact that she doesn't feel like she's actually part of this family, quote right. unquote. Yeah. Um, but it, that's not what was being communicated. Right. Uh, we have a montage of of success where they're you know they're they're headlining together. Everything's going great. They have, they're on posters. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking, can we just go back for a second? Yeah, because yeah. after her performance, Pinocchio tells her how great she is, and she's like, no no no, I just practice. But you're spectacular. There was this awful sublimation of her talent. Mm-hmm. Like she's singing this song about how free she feels, 
And she is a she is a huge part of this circus and the success of the circus. Uh, before Pinocchio comes in, arguably like the biggest draw. She's the biggest draw. So this is also problematic for me as a woman that all of a sudden Pinocchio comes in and everything's amazing. I find. I've just, I've, I've just I discovered I, found, even, I find I this very sexist. <laughs> no, I, I remember the line. And I, yeah. I was like, you could have done so much more than that with her character if you had like this sort of thing like where like all the posters are like, because you see like a lot of posters where it's like Bella and also right. Pinocchio. But if you saw like maybe him phasing her out, then you could have extrapolated something from that in her character. And again, done something with her arc on that as far as developing her identity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, so, they're, they're, I mean, this, this girl is basically a prisoner, really. Yeah. And is never really fully appreciated or or held up as the talent she is hmm. sorry i just got really dark and deep no no no, I no. I th- honestly that. i think that's what the song is supposed to mean and that's and the, wow this this movie really just made me angrier <laughs> but like i said it, it's they thought this was a good setup for what we find sure. out about her later okay but, but still, unfortunately, especially with this translation, mm-hmm. that's exactly how it comes yeah. across. Okay. Yeah, montage. Montage uh, about so, success. So we we yeah. cut back to we cut back to Bella in her carriage singing to herself, which I guess is your soft second musical number, if you had to call it that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just like one quick verse. Of, yeah. And and meanwhile, Pinocchio is getting this pep talk from Tybalt because apparently he's in love with her, which you haven't really gotten aside from the fact that they're around the same age so sure it's like oh they must be in love because it's a kids movie so he's like apparently has feelings for her and tybalt's trying to pep him up like just go in there and ask her out man yeah and then tybalt leaves uh to drink some so yes this 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 dialogue (laughs) this 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 scene takes place at the very same scene you see at the start of the movie Mm-hmm. It's at the, yes. like at the dock. The moon's full, so I can only assume that when Tibble walks off, it's to go to a bucket of water. So it's to start drinking out of it, look around, and see us, and say, "Hey, the hey. loop continues." Yeah. <laughs> but that then begs the question: like, you haven't had you don't have much of a story to tell us here, do you? It's like, I mean, you've known this guy for like what four days now, right? Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Just just you know, or they may just use the same background because they didn't want to make another one. Who knows? Who knows? Before Pinocchio goes in there, Bella overhears uh, her dad talking to uh, his flunkies about how Pinocchio has a crush on her and how they have to make sure that he doesn't leave the circus because he's, he's important to their success. And so that really makes her disturbed for some reason because we don't otherwise get the idea that he wants to go back home or anything. Again, we don't know much about that. So she hears a knock at the door and uh, she's like, who's there? And Pinocchio comes in. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and, <Buddy. laughs> Weasel. <laughs> she tells him to leave. She tells him to fuck off, basically. Well, uh, yeah, because she's trying to protect him, yes. but he doesn't know that. So right. she she wants him to get away so he doesn't get sucked into the terribleness of the circus. She basically just throws him out. Mm-hmm. So he leaves. Uh, he's 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 distraught about this. And the cat and the fox even approach him and they discourage him. They're like, you thought you had a chance with Bella? Like, are you crazy? And I'm just thinking, like, you just had a talk with your boss where he said, we can't make him leave because right. he's, he's attached to this girl. He's, he's a, so what, what are you trying Why to... Why would you do that? Yeah, what's your end game? Yeah. Like, don't talk to him. We cut back to Geppetto briefly where he, he recollects his time with Pinocchio and then we get, like, our fourth horse animation where he's just riding around the circle again, which, again, we yeah. just got to keep going with that. Yeah. 
And he says, you know what? I'm going to go look for my son. And that's the last time we see him for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tybalt and Pinocchio, they're approached by the clown about this fairy. Yeah, because they're at the fountain. Pinocchio's like, well, it's because I'm a wooden boy. That's why she doesn't like me. So I have to become a real boy. How do I do that? <laughs> so, yeah. The hobo in a barn. <laughs> Yeah. So remember how we were talking earlier, Zip and Jack, the only time they laugh this whole movie is when the clown fell over? This is my hobo in a barn. <laughs> not because he fell over, but because he's not on his unicycle in this scene. He's and not in his makeup. He's, makeup, not, yeah. he's not in his makeup. He right. looks scarier without makeup on. He right? does, actually, that. but yeah. he kind of looks like an Oompa Loompa. So, yeah. um, but he basically tells Pinocchio of this legend or rumor of this fairy named... Lucilda, who could make him into a real boy. Mm -hmm. But he's like, just be careful, because he's in the scary part of town, and there are spirits. And then he limps away. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah. yeah. So, that's my hobo in a barn, because everything he said was true. Yeah. He does come back later, mm -hmm. and he's delightful. He's, yeah. On mm -hmm. his unicycle. So that's my hobo in a bar. I totally guessed it to be yours. I'm, I'm happy to hear. <laughs> Look, if, you said parrot, if, I was if, like, oh. dude, if the cockatoo had not said parrot, the cockatoo would have been the hobo in the bar. Yeah. Uh, and, and Pinocchio also mentions offhandedly that he has only five gold coins, which is apparently enough to get them to where they want to go, even though they never spend that much money or any money. Which the five gold coins thing, I got to make a quick small tangent. It bothered me when he brought that up because we, in the in the success montage where you see him like selling out shows, you see a, one quick shot of uh, Manjafoko like pouring like gold into his hands, and so presumably he's only been paid one time or he spent the money somewhere else. But yeah. or he gets paid one gold coin a performance, or you just got them all at once because again yeah. he no, sold several in, right, in right. the montage. Yeah, he, he, he dumped, dumped the five dumped coins right. out of his bag into Pinocchio's hand. And that's the only time we ever see Pinocchio get money. So and he's maybe been he holding gets paid on to monthly? these five coins the whole time. Why they chose five gold coins for this line of dialogue doesn't even make sense it doesn't to me either. Because he never, the money never ends up being a big deal. He they try to rob him later in the movie with it, but you could say any amount of money. You could just say like you know, right. thirty gold coins, and that would make more sense. Right. Because he's overheard by the cat and the the fox, and they're like, he has five gold coins. We should go follow him on his journey to find this this fairy and rob him. Because he has five gold coins. I'm like, dude, you guys, I, mean, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make much sense to me. It's like, I mean. But the it, cat it, and the fox are stupid, so. Well, we have to keep them in the plot for some reason. For some reason. You could motivate them. You could, there's so many more ways you could have just fixed that writing wise. Just a small tweak. Like, hey, we have to make sure he doesn't reach this fairy. We have to discourage him. That's it. Right. We, That's or, we needed. Because the first thing they do, they, they, they find this tent in the woods that's set up, Pinocchio and Tybalt. Mm -hmm. And they assume that this, this is the fairy because it's the fox and the cat, like, making this, like, you know, fake thing. It's like, hey, I'm the fairy Lucilda. What do you want? It'll cost you five gold coins. But why don't you use this opportunity to try to trick him? And then the trick falls through because they recognize their voices. And then, right. you know, again, small tweaks like that. It's just, it's, a, it's ridiculous. Know. I mean, the scene was so Tybalt could show Pinocchio how gullible he is mm -hmm. and trying to help him realize that there are people out there who will try to trick him. Yes. But it was dumb. And like I said, it just wasn't take, well executed. Take out the motivation of the five coins and you can. Exactly. That's another thing, too. They, they show, he pulls up the bag of coins and it's like a full bag. Right. It, there's no way that five coins can take up five space. Coins yeah. In it, yeah. So, yeah. It's, um, 
and I, I, speaking of Tibble, I also just really hate how he delivers all the dialogue in that specific scene. It's just again, that's what oh, I was talking it's about. Terrible. Where, where it just feels like it just drags out yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. Pacing. Yeah. Also, the cat finally like he gets he's like well the cat's out of the bag supposedly he comes out of the tent with his same purple clothes on but with like just like, a bag, just over, a bag his over his head but it's 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 like sh- a, it's like a ghost. It's like Cheat. A Jason Voorhees from right. like part two. Eye holes cut into yeah. it. So but you still ears. see the cat ears yeah. sticking up in the bag. It's ridiculous. But he, yeah, he, and he's holding the gun. same gun uh, that he's owned the entire time yeah. and starts talking in his regular voice. And there's a chase scene. The horse runs away, but somehow the cat catches up to them and then fires a bullet and you see it whiz past. Like slow-mo style. And then, yeah. and then Tibble, they get away, but Tibble just won't stop freaking out of the, over this fucking gunshot. He's like, oh. Because he, he thinks he's been he hit. He thinks he's been hit, but it never even went near him. No, it, it whizzed by Pinocchio's head. And it made no sense. Like, if there had been something that, like, if a pine cone had hit his butt or something at the same something. time, or a, a tree branch, right. then that would make sense. Yeah. But it's just, it's, oh my God. And I, it didn't make any sense to me. And it just, again, the yeah, whining about the gunshot. Going. Right. Yeah. And I got to preface, I love animals. I do. I, if, if I ever see like an animal get hurt, I get upset in the movie. I'm actually playing through uh, The Last of Us, the game for the first time ever. Oh, and there's Jesus. a thing in that game that made me really upset that's Ooh. similar. I'm not going to say anything. But if you know, if you no, played the I game. Know exactly yeah. what but but uh, again, it's not a major character. But like no. that's still, it's like, oh no. It's still. Yeah, yeah you can never but, watch Yellowstone. Oh, fair. Ever. And that sucks. I've recommended. You yeah. Can't watch it. This character made me want to go to the store and buy as much glue as possible <laughs> in the hopes that it might be him. Wow. Because it just he just won't shut the fuck up about this fucking gunshot. No. It's like, dude, are you it's, hurt? Are you walking? Are you limping? Seriously, dude. it's the, it, it's from. Have you been From injured? the scene at the tent through this, through the next section of the movie, this entire sequence is like 10 minutes yeah. of the horse not stopping talking. Yeah. It just, he just keeps talking and keeps talking. And they're not jokes. And keeps talking. Oh, there's yeah. no jokes. There's no punchlines. It's not like I'm making waffles just fully delivered. It's just, you're just talking. It's just talking to fill up time almost. So they, they finally get to the mountain pass uh, where we meet our pair, excuse me, our cockatoo, who, you know, that's supposedly the spirit that the, everyone's been saying haunts these mountains. And it's just him speaking and you hear the echoes throughout right. the, the walls. And uh, they're like, we're not afraid of you. Do your worst. And the, and the parrot's like, oh, cockatoo's like, oh, yeah all right, you asked for it. And then it just starts making rocks rain down from all directions and you get this action Yeah, the entire dodging. valley starts shaking. Yeah. As if like giants are stomping around. So what are How? They yeah. How? No idea. It doesn't show us. And when so they is get... the cockatoo magic too? Right. Because they eventually get to this high gate and the horse is like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to do it. And they're like, yes, you can. Yes, you can, Tybalt. And so... Tybalt. T-Bolt. T-Bolt. Ibolt, the T is silent. So it jumps, and this is like a 20-foot gate, but it somehow clears it because fuck physics. Yeah. You know what? Physics was fucked throughout this whole movie, let's be clear. Yeah, no, it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. that's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From a certain point of view. Uh, it clears it, and then the, the, the cockatoo's like, well, I guess I must be getting bad at my old age. It's like, well, what were you doing? Yeah, I, it's, we don't. We have no idea. Yeah. We have no idea. I have no idea what he was doing. So they, 
cross over the gate. They get. To, they finally and get, they to, this get house, to Lucilda's house, which is pretty. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's a gorgeous Italian villa. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then Lucilda shows up, and they're like, "Hey, we we, we have a favor to ask. We a small favor. Please help us out. We're we're willing to pay you." And she's like, "Well, I I don't charge money for my services. Uh, miracles are." priceless and then as she says this this pissed me off she makes like a bunch of butterflies come out of her hands yes. and i'm like well apparently that wasn't that wasn't <laughs> a big deal and then she just turns them away and yeah she says that she can't make pinocchio into a real boy which was a lie right she Cause, totally lied because the cocktail was like well, why you could totally me? do this easy peasy is what he says yeah. yeah yeah but she's like no he's he can do it himself because that's the secret the secret human, is, if he wants to become human, all he has to do is, is be become human. Is to think he's a human. Yeah. And the important thing, especially in regards to later events, is that everything that comes of him still being a puppet, every disaster, every accident, every person who's hurt as a consequence of this, not, of him not being changed back, is on her. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Pinocchio, he's sulking back. He encounters the detectives. Yay. Uh, so somehow Pinocchio is their mark because he overhears them saying like it must be that Pinocchio guy for some reason he must be pulling the strings well yeah the detective just decides because he's the biggest draw that that he must be the mastermind right behind so what's been happening is that the that Mangiafoco Cat and Fox have been robbing people during the circus so that's what the the detective discovers yeah and so we also find out that <clears throat> Bella knew, but she didn't know until just recently. And um, so the detective has determined that Pinocchio is the ringleader and Tybalt is his right hand horse. And so they proceed to try to arrest Pinocchio. Yep. And the detective stuffs his handkerchief in Pinocchio's mouth to shut him up, which was quite disturbing. It was. I have to say. Because he sticks it in there and then sticks it a little further. Right. And then shoves the <laughs> At the speed I just said. Yeah, it's it's kind of gross. He doesn't just shove it in there and be done with it. Yeah. It's like stuff is in your mouth. I don't like it. Here, have some more. <laughs> but uh, just shove the rest of it in there. Tybalt shows up because they'd recently had a tip just before this scene, but he comes back to like quote unquote save the day and the the you know the cops draw their guns on him and I'm like, please shoot the horse. <laughs> Please, I don't say that in anything else, but just no, no. Uh, but no, instead he gets they get kicked by the horse. Everyone does into a tree. Yeah, up into the tree. Yeah, that's a good shot. There were some fun shots of butts. I just gotta say, mm-hmm. there were a couple of nice butt shots, and this one with with the with the horses. I, I want that. I want that on the cover of the DVD. <laughs> There's some nice butt shots. Adita Bruber. It came from the bottom. That's right. But there, you know that that shot of the hooves coming at your face, right? That, that, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I like big butt. We get a quick cutaway back to uh, uh, Bella and Mangiafoco back at like the circus. All we learn from that basically is that apparently he isn't her real father. Right. How she knows this? If it's like that, she always knew, or that she just found out. We don't know, or how that prompted that, but it's just established for us. Now we know. So Tybalt sees the detective's handkerchief that was stuffed ever so slowly into Pinocchio's gaping mouth and somehow got an idea from that and decided like I got it wrong I have an idea which again that well luck okay, luck sure. gives that a purpose I guess yes uh, and then Pinocchio's like I gotta go warn Bella while Tybalt's away I gotta warn her of something 
And it's like, what, what, what are we warning her of? Because again, the, all they've extrapolated is that the cat and the fox, their voices sounded similar to the bandits. So I guess best faith for the movie is that he says, because these two are probably the bandits, maybe that means that bandits are working with the circus. And right. Bell, that's, yeah. That's so Pinocchio finds out that that's what the circus has been doing. And so he needs to warn Bella. Well, not that they've been robbing people, just that like the two people tried to rob him. So right. it's meta wise. Yeah. Like, you know, we're basically told this later that they've been robbing people, but I feel like it's long after the fact that they, the movie almost expected us to have put that together. somehow. Right. Pinocchio is intercepted by Mangiapolco. Apparently Bella knew the entire time about the, the crimes and Pinocchio is crestfallen, and they put him into captivity with Geppetto. With Geppetto, because Geppetto went to find Pinocchio and got caught by Mangiapolco. So instead of in, in this more in this a true story of Pinocchio, we cut the fun stuff from like the original Disney movie, for example. No whales, no. Instead of a whale, we get a cold carriage. That's the closest thing we get. That's where they reunite. Right. Right. So yeah. yay! Thanks, movie. Way better. Much much good job. <laughs> uh, no donkeys. No. Right. None of it. And then Mangiafuoco is like, all right, I want you, Geppetto, to build an army of puppets from, for me. And and he's just like, no, Pinocchio was a miracle. I can't, I didn't do this. And he's like, I don't care. You will build me an army. I'm like, all right, dude, I don't think you're listening, but all right. Cool. Okay. Tybalt runs into Bella, who reveals uh, her matching handkerchief. And then the horse is just like, wait, I have a better idea. Which then begs the question, what was your first idea? Right. Which we never know. No, no. Again, I, I can only guess this is translation as best faith. Tybalt shows up and then they talk to he talks to Geppetto and to and, and Pinocchio. He's like, I have an idea. Let's let's do this. Let's do the show as do he the wants. show. Yes. And then Pinocchio's like, All right, we'll we'll do this. You hear the audience applauding, but they're not actually moving. They're just sitting there, but you right. hear them going, Yeah. <laughs> so Pinocchio, at the end of his act, his same horse around the thing, it's like number five now, I think. Yep. He's like, all right, I have a new song I want to introduce to everybody. And then my next note on my page after that sequence-wise is just, fuck. <laughs> oh, boy. So do, who you wants guys, to talk about this? Yeah, go for it. This song was so fucking terrible. And not just lyrics-wise and melody-wise, like, totally. And I don't know the that they were... The match. I don't know that they were trying to be off. I think they were off. Right. Like, you know, there are times when... Uh, somebody who can actually sing is trying to sing poorly, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I don't think that was the case here. I, think, I so. think they were actually singing poorly. And it, I mean, it was terrible, but it basically, the lyrics were, hey, while you've been here at the circus, these people have been robbing your house and we're the witnesses to it and we're telling you the truth it now. It was the cat and the fox and, and Mondrafoco. Yeah. None so they sing, they sing the statement. They sing the yeah. truth, right? And to uh, and I'm I'm not sure if it was like they did a literal translation from the Russian into English, and they just sang whatever came out. Right, because it does because sound there like is, there is no there's no melody scheme. Right, there's no pattern. There's no anything. It's just lines of dialogue that are being sung horribly yes yeah it's as if incoherent tune. it's as if they said just improvise the song right or fuck it right just literally tell everyone what is happening right and to zip's point as he would point out every time the band would play 
the drummer. It's a three-piece band. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Zip loved the drummer. Yeah. One, there was one guy playing a sousaphone. Yes. Which, okay. Okay. Um, not a tuba, a sousaphone. Yeah. Um, the other, what was the other guy? I playing? can't even remember. I don't even remember I what the other guy was playing because, because I was always focused on the drum. The only it, it remember the only reason I remember the sousaphone is because every now and then they would just do a random close up of yes, the sousaphone player. It's true, they would. No rhyme or reason. Yeah, they just did a close up on it. And whenever they did, he was obviously doing some silly note on the sousaphone. Which in the music we never, never happened. Yeah, you never heard the sound of a tuba or tuba. It was always like higher brass at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was always high brass. Yeah, um, but I was constantly focused on the drummer because the drummer had a bass drum, a, a, a snare single. drum. Yeah, a snare single. drum too. I think no, do not. No, he didn't even have a snare drum. Oh. He had a bass drum and he had the cymbals. Any time he was playing, he was just hitting the cymbals. But every time you saw him hitting the cymbals, you heard the snare drum. You never heard cymbals at all. So it was just him hitting riding cymbals. those cymbals. Except what we heard was, was tap, 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 tap. Correct. Uh, every, every time. single time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they even like, singing the song as well the band members. Yeah, they, the band they was do. singing the, the song singing. as well yeah, yeah. and, and so, yes. it begs the question the, why are they singing it like why not just be like hey listen to yeah. us you're being robbed yeah like no, the, the, well because we're in a musical uh, the, kind Jack. Of, we the, the band pinocchio tybalt bella the the strong Bolognese men. brothers, which yep. is what the we had, men. we yeah. found out later, yeah. because they're not even mentioned in the movie at all. They're silent characters, yeah. and no one ever refers to them. But they're the Bolognese brothers, yeah. um, the, the strong clown. men, the clown, and the clown, are yeah. all singing this song. And then, the only other innocent. people in the entirety of this circus, besides Fox, Fox, Cat, Cat, and motherfucker. <laughs> and even the cat and the fox they like the cat comes out and he's like no we did well okay yeah we did but you know yeah the cat comes out and is immediately like it wasn't our idea it was him yeah he's the, he's the ringleader and so what, bump. the detective then shows up and he's like well i heard a confession from everybody and that's enough for me you're under arrest manja fuoco and then manja fuoco like he's like well fuck this and he just throws like a lantern and that's when zip got really mad because <laughs> it hits it bursts and then of course it sets the tent on fire it but it sets everything on fire but there's like a straight yeah, line so right. he yeah he throws the the lantern lands in the middle of the ring and somehow the fire makes a straight line into the seats across the ring over the barrier right into the stands and up the stairs. It's like someone took like a can of gasoline. Before then right. spreading out into the audience. Yeah. yeah. It's like someone It took just like... makes a straight line right mm-hmm. up the side of the tent. I don't know how. Well, again, like, like I was saying, like I, I think it's like someone took like a line of, like a can of gasoline from like one, yeah. like from house right, then dragged it to house left across the stage. Right. That, and, yeah, with the circus. But yeah, it's it sets a fire. There's there's no smoke. The entire building is basically on fire. You you, you can't see anything else. Yeah, within a matter no of two minutes, I would say the entirety of the the tent is the big top is it's on fire. Just, and that's what I was referring to. All these people are like trying to get out there in danger. They're you know of 
and this is all Lucilda's fault for right? not Lucinda yeah. or is it Lucinda or Lucilda? Lucilda. Lucilda. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's all her fault. I mean, Who is present? By yeah, the way, she's apparently right. there. She's, she's there. there. She's there. So Where's... she could have used her magic. miracle butterfly magic or whatever the fuck it is, and she could have stopped the fire. Yeah. She could have stopped the fire. Extinguish them with butterflies. You know. Yeah. That's what butterflies do. I mean, that's a true story. So, so Bella, she's in trouble, and so Pinocchio runs in to rescue her, and then he falls into the flames. And I was like, "Yeah!" Because <laughs> you just see his body just like fall yeah. into them. It's, it's, I mean, he is all the way up in the rafters and literally falls all the way down to the ground. And he falls in. And I'm like, "Yeah, this couldn't get better." And then Tibble jumps in after him. Like, "Oh, yes, it could." <laughs> <laughs> Two for one, baby. And then they escape, and I got really sad because <laughs> yeah. he. He pulls him out. Pinocchio is passed out, which again we don't know why he's right. Like, why is he? Why isn't he breathing? He doesn't have lungs, presumably. Right. Yeah. Well, and now let's not forget that that just before Tybalt jumps through the fire to retrieve Pinocchio, Bella is standing next to him, and she wants to save Pinocchio as well. And he tells her that she needs to run to safety. Right. The yes. entire time, there is not a single bit of soot or ash on this woman. She is still. Correct. She's pristine. Pristine. Yeah. Yes. She's, she's made of pristine. high quality materials. She's still <laughs> completely clean. She runs out of the tent, which is fully engulfed in flames now. Nothing wrong with her at all. Yeah. Right. Tibble jumps through the flames. He doesn't come back out for a while. They're all like, oh no. Oh, no. She's or she starts crying. They all think, well, they're dead. And then Tibble comes flying back through with Pinocchio on his back. Yay, there's Pinocchio. He puts Pinocchio on the ground. She runs over to him. She's completely covered in ash. <laughs> they were like, oh shit, we forgot. Well, let's do it now. Let's put it on now. She looks dirty now. Yeah, this, exactly. this, what follows what frustrated me probably the most in this movie because so she's crying over him. Pinocchio's passed the fuck out, which again, we don't know why because we he's he not a real boy, so yeah. he right. didn't die of smoke right. inhalation. He doesn't look he, like he's damaged. He has like a little bit of smudge on his right. face, but otherwise he's not burned. We can only assume that the fall may have knocked him unconscious. Maybe. But, uh, okay. But Bella's a huge assumption. Bella's crying over him. And one of his, it's, it's not a Pokemon fucking movie, man. It's like one of her tears falls in his chest and that turns him into a real boy. And I'm like, and then Lucilda shows up and then she basically says like, well, he made the sacrifice. He learned to give himself up for someone else, and he became a real boy. And I'm like, well, theoretically, then he should have turned into a real boy in the tent when he made the sacrifice. Right. Like, why exactly. the tear trigger right. that? Yes. And granted, he'd be dead if that were true. But then or it's like, well, honestly, rules. if we want to get really truthful about it, he should have turned into a real boy when he risked his life to stop her wagon from true. going off the fucking cliff. Right. An hour ago. Oh, true. True. Movie would be over and zip. Mic drop right there. Yeah. Yeah. This could be like a TV episode. Although I won't drop this mic because it belongs to somebody else. (laughs) The detective then apologizes. I guess he's just nice now. And um, like, I'm so sorry that I accused you. Now I know who the real person is. Please forgive me. And the horse is like, oh, there's more. There's more mystery to this yet, bitch. And then he's (laughs) like, oh, it's not over. Yeah. And and he's like, this is your daughter. And he's like, oh shit. And he runs away. Okay. No. (laughs) He's like. (laughs) He's like, oh. We find out that Bella is his long lost daughter. Which the age because thing then comes she up. Has her, right. Because the horse puts two and two together. Right, with the handkerchief. Yeah. So we but find out. Pinocchio still has the handkerchief. It's blue with a B, B embroidered on it. Because yeah. that's his last name begins with a B. 
Bella pulls out her handkerchief. It's blue with the B embroidered on it. They're exactly the same. And they look pristine. Let's yeah. be clear. Pristine, her her handkerchief should have been faded at least. That would take right. time. Okay. That would take time on the animals. Probably right. Take the same so, asset. So we find out that Manjafuoco st- stole her, basically. So no, she was he, kidnapped. He, he, bought, and her. Then he bought her. He bought her from, from the kidnappers. Who kidnapped her. Yeah. And so then we find out. That, so what we don't know is when she was kidnapped, because if she was kidnapped as a baby, she's eleven. Yes. Because Brony, Brioni and that, and says that's eleven what years and that's ago. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, I had oh. a, a baby girl that was stolen from us because she's presumably yeah. too young to remember like how like at first she wasn't that he wasn't her father. Right. Until later on when she finds out supposedly. So yeah, we can only extrapolate maybe she's at very best maybe fourteen. Maybe. Like maybe, maybe. three years old. So either way, too young to be messing around with P- Pinocchio. Right. I'm just saying. Well, I okay. mean, the horse is named Pibble. I'm just saying. I just want to know who stole the baby. Who stole the baby? Which we never find out. No. 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 So, no there idea. you go. So they make a new circus with like a synth band because it's like very synthy sounding Right. And then now. Brioni, yeah. instead of being a detective now, because he became a detective because he was looking for his baby. Right. Now he's the ringmaster. No, he's. It's and, his circus now. And and we see all the performers come mean? in, like mean? the my circus. <laughs> we see like all the other circus performers like come in and presumably do the same acts they've been doing their entire career. But they seem to be doing it better and with more joy. I guess maybe they got, they got paid six coins, maybe gold coins. And we have our last thing where you know Tibbles. They actually even hinted at this earlier. Maybe they we did. Jump they talked fire. about if Pinocchio yeah. said, "Hey, if we have our own circus, we're gonna jump through fire." So they have like eighteen hoops or whatever of and like flaming. They wouldn't have practiced ridiculously this impossible. It, There's no way, a, a, not even in a fairy tale, a horse can fly that far. It, no. it reminded me of that famous like bad movie. I, uh, I forget the name of the movie, but like we're like the, they're they're chasing with a horse and the horse like. Gets on its side. It's like the one that's a dummy horse, and it slides under like the truck. Oh, it slides under. Yeah. You ever seen that clip before? Yeah. You know yeah. one. Uh, it reminded me of that, but yeah, he jumps through the hoops, and then like they just go yay, and that's it. And that's it the just end ends. of the movie, you guys. It's and the end. Straight to credits. Yeah. It's like we needed one more scene, guys. We needed one more scene, just one with Geppetto and Pinocchio. We just needed one more. Yeah. That's it. They never no. do it. We don't even see Geppetto. No. No. We do. I mean, we see him at the end when they thought he was dead. So we see right. him then, but, like, but then right. we don't but see then, him in but, the circus. But from that point on, right. their dynamic it's all revealing dropped. that she's actually the daughter of right. the policeman, and then they take over the circus. We never see Geppetto nope. at the circus or anything. Rude. Geppetto's like probably like the least influential person in Pinocchio's life, which is kind of like antithetical to like the Pinocchio that we as a as, know from like the yeah, because he's like a father figure, but like it said, the horse is the father figure in this because that's the yeah. thing. He's no. like, I'm your father now. We should have had more Geppetto. I want to see that conversation. Like, I'm, I'm his dad, but, you know, you were his dad. How are we going to work this out? And I'm his talent manager. Yeah. It's like, what do you got? You make clocks. He repairs And what's made wands. of puppets. And repair magic wands. Yeah. I was like, do we, do we, does the movie have puppets or does this not count because it's animated? You know what? It doesn't he, really he, count he, no. because we never, never see gets, him as an actual puppet. He never actually gets puppeted. There's no. Yeah. No. No puppets. <sighs> No, don't even put it in. If nope. you put a clip in the puppets, I will quit. Look at scratch. <laughs> okay. so that's the fucking movie. So we'll be right back uh, with uh, some, some some trivia and footnotes. So we're back. So uh, trivia, do you guys dig anything up? Um, just uh, just a, a fun little note here. 
<clears throat> now, uh, on IMDb, of course, uh, you know, the people have gone in and rated it. The majority of ratings are either ones or tens. Uh, I don't know why, I guess, from all the TikTok stuff. Um, but anyway, if you scroll down here, you get to the parents guide, which tells you uh, what is actually in the movie, just so you can determine, well, is this something my kids should be able to watch? Um, this movie is rated PG. I don't know why. Yeah. The only thing I can guess is because of the gun. Or maybe oh, the, maybe the drunk reference. Maybe. Is he using a drunk with a red nose? Ooh, but maybe the gun. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I think it's just the gun because he does get shot. Yeah. He does. There are bullets. Um, but then, but he just gets up and dusts himself off. Yeah, nothing happens. He's made of high quality material. Including his clothes. So apparently. bullets don't even yeah. do anything. To right. Yeah. Um, so here it says rated PG for brief violence, some peril. And brief language. Which, I'm gonna say brief nudity. <laughs> well, a brief language. I don't remember any language at all. There wasn't any. Um, you know, they had they're doing like the Italian stage. Right. Yeah. There was that one part where like the guy says like, "Go get your fucking shine box." No, he does not say that. <laughs> but um, under the parents' guide, so it says that, but it also has the different categories um, for you know profanity, alcohol, drugs, you sure. know, just sure. like that, and it tells you what level of severity is contained in this movie someone had some fun Uh oh. because <laughs> under here it says like i said rated pg for brief violence some peril and brief language sex and nudity severe <laughs> violence and gore severe <laughs> profanity <coughs> severe oh, no. alcohol drugs and smoking severe where's that cut <laughs> Frightening and intense scenes, severe. Oh my god, that's they went fantastic. down and red labeled every <gasps> single. Oh my gosh, uh, so fantastic. sex and it, it, you can break it down by category. Here are the notes for why it's uh severe on sex and nudity. Pinocchio gets tied up and gagged <gasps> and, and, he hooks does. Up, and hooks <laughs> up with a stripper. Uh, <laughs> You could argue for all those things. The happen. violence and gore, Pinocchio gets shot. It's true. He does. Yeah. yeah. The profanity, and I actually there's actually a spoiler warning. I had to tag to show the spoiler. Yeah. Uh, they say damn at one point. I don't remember that don't at remember all. That. But maybe, maybe a, a, a I mean come on. In the uh, alcohol, drugs, and smoking. In this version, Pinocchio is made of methamphetamine. <laughs> and frequently snorts his own shavings to go on drug rampages. Oh, they're writing a better movie. Oh my god, this is a movie I want to see now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and fighting and intense scenes. This animation is so bad it's caused nightmares in one out of five children. So, there yep. you go. There we go. Thank you for that. Yes, See, indeed. That made me happy. Did you dig anything up, Adina? <laughs> No, the, the only thing that I would say is that I think this movie is probably better in the original Russian. Kind of like with us in Santa Claus. Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see this with uh, subtitles and yeah. no dub. So 
yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it'd be that much better because we have the animation; it's all right there. Yeah. But maybe I we get more the nuance, and was. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd rather see that. I I just want to like it. I I'm sad that the DVD I have doesn't have this, but just a cast commentary track. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. That'd be amazing. Yes. All the non-famous people in the cast are like southern. Right. That'd be amazing. <laughs> like southern accents. Yes, please. And then Tom Kenny's just sitting there in the background, like, "Why am I here?" Right. He's just like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all I got was that yeah, this was released in Russia about a week before they invaded the Ukraine. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, according to IMDb. Oh wow. Uh, I could make a joke about that, but I won't. Don't. Um, The Russian voice for uh, Manjikoko is actually playing Pinocchio in a 70s TV movie uh, called The Adventures of Pinocchio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you you look up this movie on IMDb uh, and go to the cast list, only only the three, you know, named actors that we've talked about show up for the English translation of the movie. The rest of the uh, the cast list is just the Russian. uh, So the Mark credited. But the guy that Jack was just talking about, his picture from that production of Pinocchio is his headshot on IMDb. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fun. And it's a frightening looking nose. It is. It's okay. like, um, it's it, like, it reminded like me of, you could stab someone with that. The nose reminded me of that, of like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's a very point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did see that it made like, $600,000. Oh, and so, I'm, I'm nine of them. It's just me. So best line, worst line. Did you guys have a best line, worst line for this? Well, the I best mean, line. I think the best them... one was which, whenever they said damn, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Mine would have to be skitty, 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 Just because you know that wasn't the original cut. Yeah. They did it for some reason in the booth. They're like, all right, let's work it in. Okay. Did you have a best line, Adina? No. Did you have a worst line, Zip? I just pulled up some of the quotes from the movie, and the skitty. first one I see is, let's go, Tibble, great adventures await, skitty, skitty, skitty. <laughs> and of course, who's there? It's just me. Yeah, that's... Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, yeah, Daddy. thank you, Daddy. <laughs> I knew, you, I knew no. you wouldn't say no. Yeah, I. you know what? My worst line would be the one about the handkerchief in his mouth. Yeah, that would be... Oh, oh yeah. No, no. Oh no! Here's the no. Here, here is the worst line. I, I do believe this is the worst line that Tybalt said. So one clown said something, and then another clown said something. But the real clown here is you, Pinocchio, because you believe them. Yeah, you're right. That's the worst. Yeah, line. mine was a handkerchief. I don't even I'm know. Funny. I know the one clown he's referring to, but I have no idea what the other clown he was. I don't know. I don't get it. It's dumb. I hated all of his dialogue. That, that's my new one, but my, my original one was, of course not. You left it in my mouth, remember? Yeah. But that's yeah. The oh, the, the that, yeah. that one definitely takes takes yes. it for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so would you rather, this is the part where we decide what we would rather do just slightly above rewatching this movie again. Here's a little uh, look behind the curtain, uh, dear listener. Um when Jack uh, came up with uh, the idea for this podcast and was sort of uh, searching around for uh, who his co-host would be, he uh, he had uh, me and an, and another friend come over on one night. I believe Adina <gasps> and somebody else were on a different night. Uh, the movie that he had us watch was 
this uh, uh, no, no, this was, animated version of Legends of Oz. The Legends of Oz. Uh, this animated version of one of Dorothy's continuing adventures in Oz. It's animated and it had like Leah Michelle and um, who else? Um, oh, there was a um, uh, was Fraser. What's his name? Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Uh, Belushi. No, um, uh, John. No, James Belushi. James Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martin Short. Was, uh, oh yeah, Martin Short. It's it's not good. No. It's it's not good, and and we had a whole lot of fun that night. Uh, MST and the shit out of it. Uh, I would rather watch, watch that, again. that again and again and again before ever watching this again. see this again because if i have to hear that song again Which that one? last song oh. the last one yeah jesus no, know. okay so i'm in a few bands and uh <laughs> one of the bands i'm in has pirates and one of the pirates licked me while we were performing when this was in, recently yeah this was in may oh yeah. Now, you don't fucking touch me, okay? No. Don't fucking touch me. But certainly don't fucking lick me. So, While I was still in a pandemic. Right? Yeah. Right. This was something But just in general. Right? Plus I had glitter on. While performing. Right. While performing. So, I would rather get licked on the other shoulder <laughs> than watch this again. Damn. Cuz that pissed me off. Hmm. Oh my god, I was livid. I bet. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, don't fucking touch me. Uh, don't that, fucking lick me. That pirate may have looked at 40, but he ain't going to look, be looking at 50. That's right. <laughs> nice. Very good. It's a very Thank good you. Jimmy Thank Buffett you. reference. <laughs> very I'm, nice. I'm, I'm, there you go. Yeah. So that's, yes. I'm so he could, I would get my, my right shoulder licked before I watch this again. I, I think I like this movie a little bit better than you guys. I will <laughs> promise. Uh, but. It's um, just you. Yeah. Well, I, I did buy it for a reason, yeah. I guess. Um, so I, I went to Walmart uh, about a week or two ago, and I was looking for some ice cream. And uh, I was looking down the aisles, and just, you know, I'm like, I'm looking for something different. You know, I, I have my go-to. I mean, my favorite ice cream is chocolate chip cookie dough. It's nice. a good little, same Ooh, thing for me. Same. But uh, I, I see my eye catches another, a, a different kind of ice cream. And I'm like, well... All right, it's a it's a call. A brand is uh, Van Leeuwen ice cream. It's like a French ice cream they yeah. have here, and it was a uh, Grey Poupon Dijon mustard flavored ice cream. Lies. Truth. It's, it's in the freezer. You can look. Okay. Um, oh shit. And and I, and I buy it and I take it home and I put it a little bit in the bowl, just a little bit, and I try it. Not as bad as I expected it to be. And I honestly like in like maybe like a spoonful amount. I'm like, all right, I can I can vibe with this. It's fine. It's okay. The mustard's like a little bit much, but. I would rather eat an entire pint of the stuff in one sitting <laughs> than rewatch this again. Now I'm trying to figure out how you. That yeah. could, you could put it in a like a, a blended drink. It could work, yeah. They also have a work. pizza ice cream and like a mac and cheese ice cream. I can't find those though. Whoa. So last but not least, we have our uh, uh, zip. Oh mm. yes. What do you have? Something you want to tell us about uh, numbers and this movie and how they correlate directly? Called? I can't remember. Uh, the flaming it's cinematic. Been two fucking years. The, the flaming cinematic turn meter. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Leave all this in. Yeah, by that, the way. that's going in. 
I honestly could not remember. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I did something. Um, uh, what was the scale? You, you gotta say it. You gotta say it. It's one to five. You have to say it, or I can't play the sound effect. Zip. <laughs> you have to say it. Uh, oh, the uh, the, the flaming it. cinematic turd meter. Um, what? How? What? what I know it's one to five, but which one is? Five is the worst. Five is where Russ screams for a couple seconds, and then like the one okay. is like where he's like. Argh! Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh God. Uh, okay, so uh, here's the thing. It's. <laughs> I know that's what I would normally say, but I got nothing. I mean, it's not great. It's got some laughable moments. I, I can understand why certain things would have popped out on TikTok or whatever. We did but, have a genuine laugh. Yeah, there was a genuine laugh. It just, uh, there's just so many things that conspired against it. Uh, some through no fault of their own, some just horrible casting. Uh, it's it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but I definitely don't want to see it again. I'm gonna say a four. Okay, and there you have it for uh, this episode of It Came from the Bottom. Do you guys have any closing thoughts at all on the movie? I again, I would like to see it in Russian. Hmm. I would watch it again if I could see it in Russian. Okay. Right nah. nah, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next April 1st when we cover the room. Take care.